science fans, it's Mrs. Corbett here, and I'm going to teach my husband some GCSE science. I am husband. Hi. We've done this before. Yeah, what you need to find a new tempo. It's that this still won't be A team though. Okay. It sounds like the A team, but it's not what I'm going for. My husband, you're welcome. Okay. Okay, from now on, what I'm going to do for the whole of chemistry, I'm going to introduce myself in the tune of a popular song. And it's going to be your job, and I'm speaking to you listeners, <laughs> to guess what song This is super exciting. He'll have forgotten in three episodes' time. Okay, today. Today. Mixtures. Uh-huh. Mixtures. What's a mixture? Um, It is... I was about to say things mixed together then. You can't use the thingy and the thingy. Mixtures. Um, It's not a compound. (laughs) When you asked me what a compound was, I said it wasn't a mixture. Because they're different. Okay, it's it's when elements are... I don't know what what to say. Okay, we'll start with what is a compound. A compound is when two elements are bonded together. Chemically bonded together. Can you remember what what, what what the naming rule is if there's two of them bonded together? Uh, two is eyed. Yep. Three is... Aid. Eight. No, eight. 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 Very eight. good. Uh, yes. And the way to remember that, right? Eyed. I. Two is like two eyes in Roman, Roman numerals. Eight. Three is eight. A three is half an eight. Okay. <laughs> That's how my brain works. Fabulous. What was the question? What's a mixture? Yeah. Uh, okay, so it's when elements aren't bonded together. Yeah, so a mixture, it's not just elements, it can be compounds. Right. So a mixture is either two or more elements or compounds not chemically bonded together. But existing in the same space. Exactly. So they're they're not chemically combined together, but they yeah, they exist in the same space. So I'll give you a really, really popular example. Uh huh. Air. Yeah, I was thinking about air. Tell me about air. What's in air? Um, oxygen. Yep. About twenty percent of the air is oxygen. Nitrogen. Good. About seventy percent of the air is ni- is um no, it's about seventy eight percent is ni- uh, nitrogen. Carbon dioxide. Hang on, let me just so O two N two carbon dioxide zero point zero four percent. Oh really? Very low. Yeah. Oh um. It should be low. How about um, helium? No, another... Hydrogen. No, then we'd no. all be on fire, wouldn't we? <laughs> um, <laughs> but you're, like, it's other gases. Water, argon. I hate to tell you this, Mr. Corbett, water's not a gas. <laughs> <laughs> Anything can be a gas if you give it enough energy. Is water still called water when it's a gas or is it called steam? Steam, yeah. Is still, it called... It's water vapour. Right, okay. Yeah, water so water is like the liquid name of H2O and ice is the solid name of H2O. Yeah, but like if you've got liquid oxygen, it's just called liquid oxygen. Gotcha. If you've got solid oxygen, it's just called solid oxygen. It's just because water... How do you make oxygen solid? How do you think? Get it really, really cold. Yeah. Really, really cold. Yeah. Okay, so mixtures... Well, we know for compounds, to make and and separate compounds, a chemical reaction has to occur, right? Sure. Mixtures, you don't need a chemical reaction. You just need to change conditions. Uh-huh. They need to go through physical changes in order to separate them. So let's take air. Uh-huh. Okay, so air contains the element oxygen. Uh-huh. It contains the element nitrogen. Yep. It contains the compound carbon dioxide, 
argon and water. Okay. How could I separate, if I give you a tank full of air, how could you separate those? Um, Famous moment where I stare blanked it. Okay, I'm going to say something which I'm pretty sure is correct, but I don't really know why or how. The Haber process. (laughs) The confidence on your face. (laughs) Um, No. Oh. But... (laughs) (laughs) No, that's a chemical reaction to make ammonia. So that... that Oh, I thought that pulled nitrogen from the air. Okay, so... um, It does use nitrogen from the air. Is it something to do with temperature? It is something to do with temperature. Is does like does it separate? Oh, like if you heat up a, your, your tank of air, if you heat it up, don't heat it up. If you cool it down, I was gonna say it's a gas, oh. man. Don't heat it up; it's a gas. It will explode. Oh, okay. So if you if you cool it down, you get condensation, sation, sation. Yeah, which takes the hydrogen and the oxygen out of the air, leaving only the nitrogen. Well, you're sort of hitting the nail on the head. But the question is, what's What's the condensation point of oxygen? At what point does oxygen become not a gas anymore and become liquid? What do we call that? Room temperature. Really? You think oxygen is a liquid at room temperature, do you? No, hang on. Oxygen? Yeah. Oh, absolute zero. No. Oh. (laughs) When does oxygen become a liquid? let's Let's talk about water. Water yeah. is liquid at room temperature. At room temperature, yeah, but it becomes a gas uh-huh. at boiling point. Yes, hundred degrees Celsius. Hundred degrees. And what at what temperature does it go from being a gas to being a liquid again? A hundred degrees. Hundred degrees. So a hundred degrees is its boiling point. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 And its liquefaction point, if you like. That's not the right word. Why Condensing point. Yeah, condensation point of condensation, yeah. So its boiling point is 100 degrees. If I've got liquid water, yeah. its melting and freezing point is... Zero. Zero. What is the melting or freezing point of oxygen? Am I supposed to know this? No, I just... just. I've no idea. Okay, will it, will it freeze at a lower temperature than water or a higher temperature than water? Will oxygen freeze at a higher or lower? I'm going to say lower. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it turns into a gas easier than water does. Uh huh. Okay, so its boiling point is lower. What about nitrogen? Is that going to be the same as oxygen or as water or different? It's going to be different. It's going to be different. So the aim of aim of like that, if you cool down mm. a big tank of air, yeah, cool it down to zero. Well, let's say it was. Um, the water's already going to be liquid if it was at room temperature. You already got condensation. Sure. You let that come off. Cool it down. Yeah. Oxygen comes off as a liquid. Cool it down more. Nitrogen comes off as a liquid. Really? Do you see where I'm going with this? Yeah, yeah. Every every element and every compound has its unique um, boiling and melting points. Um, that has a name. Why is my brain just not functioning today? Fixed points. They have their own fixed points of boiling and melting points. And so we can use that. We can change their physical property, solids, liquids, gases. We can use that to separate mixtures. Okay. And that's called distillation, fractional distillation. Do you recognize that phrase? Yeah, I do. Okay. So distillation is a method that we can easily separate two liquids. I was going to say, does this work with liquids as well? If you had like a mixture of liquids and you heated them up to their like, to their gaseous points. Yeah. So let's say... I had a mixture of water and ethanol. Ethanol is alcohol. Uh-huh. Water has a boiling point of 
100 degrees. Good. Ethanol has a boiling point of like, I don't really know what it is, like 73, something like that. Mm. If I had a, the distillation equipment, two liquids in, in like a round bottom bulb. Yeah. Tube going up. Yeah. So that it can heat up, condense. Yeah. Thermometer coming out the top and what we have, um, what's called a Liebig condenser. And a Liebig condenser has cold water rushing around it to cool down the gas. So Uh we heat up the water and the ethanol mixture. What's going to evaporate first? The ethanol. The ethanol is going to evaporate up. It's going to go into my condenser. So you can have ethanol gas like that. Of course you can, yep. So that ethanol gas goes into my condenser, my Liebig condenser, which has cold water running yeah, yeah. around it. So it's going to cool it down and turn it back into a liquid. Liquid. It's going to drip out the end. Okay. So I, if I keep doing that, I'm going to end up with just pure water in mm. my bulb here and ethanol separated in over here. That's clever. Yeah. And that is that is how we would separate two liquids based on their different boiling points. So if you ever get a question about separating two liquids, two, just two, Based on their boiling points, you would use distillation. Okay. Okay. If I had a mixture of, let's throw it out there and say eight different compounds in a liquid. Yeah. Such as a barrel of crude oil. Okay. So you get crude oil. Crude means like dirty. Uh-huh. Like tell a crude joke, dirty. Uh-huh. Barrels of crude oil come out the sea and we send them to a fractional distillation plant. Yeah. Where we heat the whole barrel up. And then we release it into a fractional distillation columns. And the one with really low boiling points evaporate all the way up to the top. And we take off that section. So that's like ethane and propane. They come out the top there. And then the ones with the really low boiling points just stay around in the bottom and come off separately there. So that's fractional distillation. So we separate out 10 different substances based on their different boiling points. So it just depends on how they evaporate. Then they condense. We can separate them out. That's amazing. It is amazing. When you say crude oil, is that like, you know, when you, you know, in like an Armageddon when they strike oil? Yeah. That, that's crude oil. Yeah. yeah another dated so reference. That a, so that's, we, that's how we get, that's how we get oil out the, out the earth. And then, then that's how we get like propane and ethane. We get that from the crude oil. Yeah. So we are going to do, that's a whole topic from chemistry paper that. two about all the like things that we get from oil. Uh-huh. Um, so that's fractional distillation. We can do that with air, but instead of heating it up, we cool it down, cool it down and, and it comes off in different fractions. That's called the same thing. Fractional distillation. Different fractions, different boiling points. Right. So we can separate things by a fractional distillation, simple distillation. That's just two. Sure. Um, we. How else could we separate mixtures? Okay, let's say I've got, I go to the beach... And I scoop up a big bit of seawater with some sand. How am I separating out the sand, the salt, and the water? I'm sorry, the sand, the salt, and the water. And you've scooped it up in a bucket, have you? Put it in a nice beaker. All right, sieve, number one. We wouldn't sieve. Or we, I mean, maybe rocks, but that's not very scientific. We wouldn't but sieve. the water would come out. It wouldn't, would it? Wet sand goes... Sand, sand would go through a sieve. Fine-grained sand would go through a sieve. All right. You are thinking along the right lines, though, because the sand doesn't dissolve in the water, no? No. So we would call that insoluble, large, insoluble substance. Uh-huh. So how would I get the sand out of the water? We're not trying to get the water out of the sand. Or the water out of the sand. Well, I'm thinking maybe you could heat it up. How's that going to separate sand and water? Because the water would evaporate. Oh, no, I want to keep the water. Then you catch it in an umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. How is it not a sieve? It's not a sieve. Think about how I make my, my posh coffee. Oh, yeah. Um, 
filter paper filter so a really simple way of filtering oh, it's the out same thing. no it's not the same thing <laughs> so we would use filter paper funnel and yeah. then we would have a conical flask at the bottom uh-huh. okay the water and the salt which is dissolved in the water are particles fine enough to fit through the filter paper uh-huh. sand particles insoluble right they would not pass through the filter paper so bada bing bada boom we've got our sand separate yep probably could stick it in an oven to dry it out fully but we want to keep as much water as possible and then we've now got salt water uh-huh. in a beaker yeah how do how do i separate those? now we're boiling now we're boiling so how do i do that well you put a heat source underneath it so let's say bunsen burner uh-huh and then what what would i put my salt water in uh okay you need one of those same things you use for the distillation the the, the mm. simple distillator I'm not collecting the water. Let's pretend I don't need the water. You don't need point. the water. Let's pretend I don't need oh, the water. Oh, you put it in a beaker. Uh, evaporating dish or evaporating basin. Just a little white bowl. Very cute. Right. I put it on top of some gauze and uh-huh. then a tripod. Do you remember using those at school? Oh, yeah. I'm having PTSD now. So many burns from those things. They don't look hot, but they are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to draw you a quick. I'm drawing Mr. Corbett the 2D image of arrow up heat, gauze, tripod and evaporating dish yeah i I remember it well ah yes i remember it well so this we would use to separate soluble that's our most dated reference that song okay what do i do what do you do what do i do turn the bunsen burner on yep so i heat it put your goggles on (laughs) tie your hair back stand up you heat it to 100 degrees would you need a thermometer a boiling point of salt which is actually higher than 100 100 degrees we'll come back to that later the boiling point of salt salt water do you boil boiling point of salt is like 2000 degrees ridiculous um so i want the water to evaporate yeah um and i basically will stop heating out once i get crystals formed around the outside of the of the beaker yeah because it will naturally then leave and evaluate uh evaporate not evaluate um and i'm left with crystals so this process is called crystallization okay yeah so you have to use the word crystallization Okay. Okay, so we've got there. So, so far we've got distillation, simple distillation, evaporating condensation, distillation. And then we've got fractional distillation, Uh separate fractions via their boiling points. Uh Then we've got filtration, removing insoluble particles. From soluble. From from solvents, like water. And then we've got crystallization. Uh Uh-huh which is the evaporation of water to remove the soluble particles from water. Goodness me, you need to know a lot. It's a lot of words. To, um, no, not like that. I mean, that's... that's. No, got... I, I say relatively straightforward. I realise I've just like mumbled and stumbled my way through that. <coughs> but like, if you're in the job of filtration and distillation and crystallisation, you need to know the kind of properties of so many different things. You do, but remember that most of those things are based upon boiling points. These are all physical changes, no chemical reactions. Yeah. I've got one more for you. Okay. Okay. <coughs> this is used in two fields of work. Yeah. Okay. Drug testing for like athletes and the Food Standards Agency. Uh-huh. Okay. So in Food Standards Agency, we would have to test food colorants used and in like sports we would have to test uh chemical substances found in urine uh-huh. okay and we would use are you ready for this word chromatography uh-huh does that oh, ring I, a bell yeah tell me about what you know about this all right it's a funny like speckly white paper so yes basically filter paper yeah and then you put stuff on it and it goes different colors mm-hmm. okay so 
Imagine, doesn't it like go up the paper or something? That's exactly it. Yeah. So imagine rectangle of paper. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm drawing this from Mr. Corbett as well. I'm drawing a rectangle of paper. I'm drawing a pencil line about one centimeter from the bottom. Pencil line. Why pencil? So you can rub it out. No. The rest. This will become clear in a minute. I realise that I'm just saying. Why is it pencil? Oh, I'm sorry. You. So on the actual paper, you're drawing the pencil line. Okay, I thought you were using a pencil. I was going to ask not a pencil, Mrs. Cole, but that's a biro. Okay, I'm drawing a pencil line A red line biro, here, very one aggressive. One centimetre, because that is where my substances are going to begin. Uh-huh. And I'm using a pencil, because pencil is not what? Reactive. Close. What would ink do in water? Melt. <laughs> that's the wrong word. Run. St- di- solution. Oh, my Dissolve. God. Dissolve, thank you. Dissolve. It would solution. <laughs> it would solution. <laughs> now, pencil does not solution. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it doesn't dissolve, so it's not going to run. Like, uh-huh. if I did that in ink, it would run. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put my sample... Let's say I'm doing food colouring. So yep. let's say I have got food colouring X. I'm going to put a little blob on my line, food colouring X. Mm. I'm then going to do other known colouring. So I'm going to do red, and I'm going to do blue, and I'm going to put two blobs there. Okay, I'm then going to put pop them in a beaker of a tiny bit of water on the bottom, not covering my marks. Yeah. Just at the bottom. That water is going to dissolve and move up the paper. Uh-huh. Okay? As it does, these dyes are going to dissolve go into, with my, it. into my water. And their tendency to dissolve and move is very specific for specific substances. So if I then get, they will move a certain distance, then I'm going to remove it. Okay? And if I have got a chromatogram, that's what the pictures look like when you're done. If I have got a blob... A specific height and it stops i know that it contains that coloring okay so i'm just going to show you a diagram where i've got my color and x has got two blocks yeah. and i've got my red has moved that far and my blues moved that far so what can you tell me about x it lines up with that dot so oh, okay so that's blue yeah so i i can say that color x contains blue and then an unknown, because the red is definitely not involved. Oh, I Does see. That make sense? Yeah. So, for example, if I put this into context of drug testing, mm. what might they test an athlete for? Steroids. Steroids. Okay, I put... An- okay, can I do this? To yeah. See if I understand. Yeah. So you, you'd, you'd, you'd get your, your white bit of paper, yep. draw your pencil line, yep. and then you'd put a dot of... The athlete's urine. You put the urine on it, right? You put a dot of the urine on it. I mean, they it. do this on computer, but in a crew. Sure, way, yeah. yeah. You put the dot of the urine on the pencil line, then put the paper into the water. The water runs up, and there's a certain point at that paper where if it stops running up from the urine, they know there's steroids in it. Mm-hmm. And so if there's not steroids, will it just keep on going? Or Well, it, it depends, because obviously urine's a mixture of lots of things. Yeah. So this just separates out specific mixtures that are soluble to a certain point. So you have to make sure you stop the water at some point. You go, right, I'm done now. Uh-huh. And it will be like a ratio. So it'll be like, compared to how far the water's gone, this is how far that substance has travelled. And that will give you a figure called an RF value. We do this later on in paper two as well. Um, it gives you an RF value and every substance has its own RF value. So you would then compare that. You would compare that urine and how far that chemical has travelled. You would compare that to one positive for steroids. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Okay, so that's based on solubility that way. So that's it for mixtures. You need to know... Distillation. Distillation, simple distillation. Fractional distillation. Fractional distillation. Filtration. Filtration. Crystallisation. Crystallisation. Chromatic. Chromatography. Chromatography. And all the distillations are based upon 
different temperature boiling points boiling points of your fixed points of your mixtures and compounds they separate compounds as well as elements so Uh you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to separate the hydrogen and the oxygen in the water but you can separate water the whole sure yeah yeah and then filtration and crystallization is dependent upon uh particle size particle size fantastic and then chromatography is dependent upon solubility solubility so it's not always water water doesn't always work in chromatography Uh uh-huh that's called the mobile phase because it moves. The paper is called the stationary phase because it doesn't move. Sometimes water doesn't work. Like I did an experiment on Tic Tacs, like the colouring in Tic Tacs. Couldn't get the colouring off with water very well. So I used alcohol instead and that worked. So it doesn't always have to be water. Cool. That's it for mixtures. Wicked. That is our longest episode ever. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> wow. How long? 20 minutes. Geez, sorry, everyone. That's all right. It's, it's my fault. because It's I'm... about four lines on the specification. Yeah. Uh, mixtures. Mixtures. Wicked. What's next? Uh, oh, my fave. It's the development of the model of the atom. Of course, that's your fave. Right, see you later. Bye. Bye.